Dead Set Legends are up in a sec. And it'll be worth the wait. You don't have to wait for the Toyota Kluger. It's in stock now at Newtown Toyota East Big Park. How lucky are we to be joined again by the marvellous Britt Taylor. Good morning. Good morning to you, Zave. Good morning to Mickey. Hey, Britt. Zave, how are we all going? Uh, We're going to have to carry the ship today, Britt. I think Zave's... He looked handsome last night, but he doesn't look so handsome today. Mm, he went to a wedding last night. Yeah, I did go to the wedding and I slept on the couch How too. many hours of sleep have you had? Uh, um, well, if say, look, if I was to say two or three, <laughs> that'd be a lie. I was in bed early last night, okay. preparing for the show, oh. sat down, watched the footy, caught oh. up on everything that needed to be caught up on, and um, Bob's your uncle, we're here for another day. Beautiful. So you know exactly how your bets uh, finished up last night? Uh, no, I'm watching them as though they're live, so that's uh, that's one and of the he, thrills. And, and he's going to trust us, Britt, not to tell him exactly what happened for so, the whole match. So he doesn't John want to know that Grundy to got spooking. 17 and Marshall got 21? <laughs> oh, you absolute witch. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't just done that to me. 21 what? Hit out. 92.9 Triple M Dead Set Legends. Good morning. Dave, before the uh, songs, we were talking about your uh, bets and uh, how you were late (laughs) to to watch the footy. You're watching it scrambling this morning because you had a wedding. How was the wedding? I did have a wedding. The wedding was fantastic. Now, um, congratulations to the Sockholes. They are married, but... The speech is exceptional. Uh, everyone spoke really well, of course, the, the dads. and um, But there was a speech done by um, Tom and Annie, a mate of, mates of mine, where they picked five Lion King songs, and they're not singers, and changed, oh, the, they did the, song. changed the words to five and sang like rhyming songs. Like the songs sounded they changed like the, the lyrics. Li- changed the lyrics. Incredible. Like, I just could not stop laughing all the way through it. It was Unbelievably good. I loved it. So congratulations to them. It was a fantastic wedding. But there was a slight little um, issue, not issue, um, task I had prior to getting to the wedding. Um, I ducked up to Karen Up Shopping Centre. Yep. Great place. Great pizza. Margarita. Wow. (laughs) Anyway, so I'm up there and um, I was just getting – have you ever shopped at H&M, Mick? No, um, I've seen the label. Mate, do yeah, it. I know it's, what it looks like. It's right in your wheelhouse, I'm telling you. $29 for some chinos. You look a million bucks. You put <laughs> on some pockets? weight, then it's not like you're throwing in the bin a $200 pair. <laughs> anyway, so I, I've ducked up the H&M to buy some chinos and uh, stuff, and I get a text message from M. Save, uh, need, a, need a hand. Um, I need a new pair of Spanx. <laughs> <laughs> the brief is nude colour, high-waisted, covers the thighs, Seamless around the legs. <laughs> right. Spanks. You can't find those in H&M. No, no, or any other sort of men's store. You need to go into a particular department of Meyer or David Jones called the, the lingerie section. Did you Google now, Spanks? No, I knew what they were, mate. Yeah. I've worn them. Now, anyway, <laughs> I get in there, and that sort of half pinched me a lot. I get, get in there, and there's a lady, in, and thank you very much. So I, I didn't get her name. She's about 65, I reckon. She's probably 50 and now you've just insulted her. Well, uh, no, nah, I think I'm on the money. I think <laughs> okay. I am. Anyway, I, I go up to her uh, <laughs> and I'm like, I need to get my wife some lingerie. <laughs> oh, <no>. She's <laughs> taking probably, you straight to the lacy she's section. She's probably thinking the lace and get the handcuffs out. <laughs> anyway, I go, I need I need some spanks. <laughs> and she goes, for you or for her? <laughs> oh, she didn't. <laughs> she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I'm uh, I'm standing in the female lingerie section with women everywhere looking mm. for their new, new set of jocks and bras and stuff, yeah. and the most awkward situation. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> in fairness, like a man could wear Spanx underneath no, no, the suit. No, I think there are men's Spanx. Yeah, I think I mean. there are. But so then I'm there and I go, I need um, uh, the size that we need. And um, she goes, no, nah, I don't have them. I'll go in the back to have a look. 
Well, the back probably was three minutes. It felt like 30 minutes. I am right in the hustle and bustle, in like the the, the fancy sort of stuff too, standing there like wait, a stale bottle okay, of wait. wee. What did you do? Did you go to your phone? phone did you just start there. perusing the, uh, start looking through oh, the, no. oh. Oh, that's a, that's a fancy one. No, yeah. I started offering advice too. Look, that looks nice. Yeah, that, <laughs> no, anyway, about after five or three minutes, this lady came out with the spanks that uh, <laughs> that I needed. Now, we got home and I, I gave them to Em and they, she needed a bit of a hand yanking them on. I might have got the wrong size. <laughs> Fair to say when I thought I was heading into a lingerie store, I thought it might have been something a little bit um, more appealing more than, sexier me, than, sexier than me yanking what? spanks up Em's backside last night to get to a wedding. <laughs> I heard that you uh, might have seen the who's who of Triple M Perth through this section. Basil Semplis, did you see him floating through? <laughs> The lingerie section at Karen well, Up Shopping Centre. Uh, that's what you told me, mate. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> you, you and Basil, the breakfast show on a Friday afternoon. This is dangerous territory, Mick. Just putting it out there. Our lingerie guys. <laughs> oh, no. 92.9. <laughs> Get out. It's going to be hot over in Adelaide tomorrow when the mighty Fremantle Dockers play the Adelaide Crows. And on the line is former Collingwood champion, now Adelaide assistant coach. Good morning, Scotty Burns. Good morning, lads. How are you going? We're going really well, mate. Uh, firstly, uh, a lot of excitement uh, building round one. There's been three games so far. The joint must be absolutely bubbling to get out there and play the Dockers. Oh, absolutely. I think when you look at, uh, at the games that have, have gone on over the last few nights and you see the crowds back in Melbourne, and yeah, I think we've got full capacity here as well. So hopefully we get 40-plus uh, to, to 50,000 here to, tomorrow to that game and uh, we get the, uh, the place pumping. Scotty, there's always excitement this time of year, round one, and a long uh, pre-season, off-season, and you're ready to get going. New faces join every side, but there's some very exciting faces at, at your mob. Uh, Josh Rochelle, he's from Shepparton, where I grew up. Uh, he's going to Best play thing his to come first out of game. <laughs> he's going to play his first game tomorrow. What can you tell about him, a nippy little forward? Yeah, he is. Yeah, look, he's got a bit of power too, so uh, he, he's very clean at ground level. The thing with, with Joshy, what he does do is, in his area, if you're 10 or 15 metres away, he's got some great closing speed to pressure as well. But when he does get the ball in hands, he finishes his work, um, which is obviously so important. We get so many boys that work so hard in the full line that maybe just don't quite hit that last kick. But he's certainly a player that we've noticed straight away that uh, he'll either hit a teammate or knock over the goal. As Mickey said, we always look forward to the, the newcomers to a squad, but it must be nice to get back the experience of a Matty Crouch. Oh, absolutely. And, and and Wayne Miller too came yeah. back in. These these two boys, they've got obviously very talented players and just been hit hard by injury in the prime of their careers, you know, that 24, 25, 26-year-old bracket. So uh, it, it's good for those two boys to get out here. So those two boys haven't played for, what, nearly a couple of years. And we've had Mitch Hinge, who played round one last year and did his shoulder. And so there's a, there's a few boys, not only the young fellas that you spoke about earlier, but there's a few boys that are playing their first game for a year or two, which will, they'll be a little bit nervous as well. And you must see a, a real opportunity. No Fife, no Sean Darcy. I, I see those two, uh, in particular Darcy, as, as um, you know, the most important player for the Fremantle Dockers. So an opportunity on the other side of the coin uh, for your guys uh, in front of your home crowd uh, with the other side out, without a couple of soldiers. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we've probably got a few out too with, with Lady and Tex and Susan. So it, it might even up a little bit. But mm. uh, I actually really like um, Meek, who's, who's been over there for a few years now as well. And I... It's interesting if Darcy was injured for, for a little bit of time. I think Meek would be a player that would develop quite nice, mm. quite nicely if he could string six to eight games together. So yeah, obviously you got your your Doyle medalist who's out and fights an absolute superstar. But mm. 
um, there's opportunity for others. And I think you've got some really good young players coming through that um, Fremantle team at the moment that uh, will be around for quite a while. Uh, Scotty, can you just take us into the Adelaide War Room, Matty Nicks? Uh, the teams go up, but with the COVID stuff that's going on at the moment and uh, lists that can be assisted from state leagues and all that sort of stuff, how are you preparing against these opposition sides? I know West Coast are, are sitting at 25 players or 26 players. Is it more just about yourself these days and worrying about the opposition you know, later on in the week? Oh, no, there's always the balance. I think with us, we've been really fortunate. Like, I think all pre-season we've had you know, around 35 to, to 40 players training. Yeah. So we've been lucky. So if you do get hit with COVID, um, we've still had enough players to, to represent us. It's the thing at the West Coast at the moment, they've had their own injuries. Mm. And then there's a double whammy when they get waxed with the COVID stuff. Now, that, that practice game we had against Brisbane three weeks ago, we had 14 to 16 out there. That's when we got um, uh, pretty hard with, with the COVID and we took a really young team up to up to the Gold Coast to play Brisbane. There's, there's opportunities mm. there and um, then the next week with Port Adelaide, we got them to come back in, but we had to be reasonably careful with some of them. So we've we've probably gone into this game. We, we know we've done a huge amount of work in the preseason, um, but if we're a Melbourne Cup force, probably just getting scratched at the barrier the run before hasn't been yeah. ideal. But our, our base and the workload we've done before has, has been really solid. So I think with the COVID stuff, look, it's I'm not sure where you guys are at over there now, but Basically, with all the kids back at school, the, it's pretty hard to avoid it. With mm-hmm. uh, yeah, COVID's coming home, but yeah. the kids are going to bring it home at some stage, so it's always going to happen. But you know, we'll have uh, we'll have things in place, whether it's coaches or staff or players. If if they uh, have to miss, we can um, hopefully replace quite quickly. Now, unashamedly, mate, I'll say my favourite Adelaide Crows player is Paul Seedsman by the length of the Flemington straight. How is he going with his recovery? Yeah, the last two to three weeks has been really good. He's getting a lot of running into his legs. He, he missed a fair bit. It was just, it was quite an uh, quite an innocuous hit at, at training. Just a slight knee to the back of his head when someone went for a, take a hang on him. Yeah. Um, so unfortunately, he knocked him around. But uh, I'd say you know, probably the last three to four weeks, he's been out doing some pretty hard running. Um, he's really started to start his preseason again. So he's he's a little bit off still. Um, but I would think uh, over the next uh, week or so that he'd be start to join into training with some drills and then we'll just absolutely take it easy with him and, and make sure he's right, um, certainly for the second half of the year, but hopefully earlier than that. I'll up Zave's Paul Seedsman and throw uh, the garden gnome Rory Laird at you, Bernsey. How far away is he? Yeah, he's. Uh, we, we're hoping it's only three to four weeks, so it might only be another two, two, or, weeks now, two or, so, or more weeks now. Um, the, the good thing with those, you know, when any, do anything to a finger or a hand, you can get out and run. So he, he won't miss a beat in terms of his fitness. Um, sometimes these little injuries, like we'll get another player that gets the opportunity, mm. but at the same time, you miss this first two to three weeks of the season when the heat and the intensity is up. He'll come back in quite fresh in that round four, five and six, and I, I think he'll play, uh, he'll play reasonable football straight away as soon as he comes back in. Hear it all here on Triple M at one o'clock tomorrow. Fremantle Dockers v the Adelaide Crows. Scotty Burns, we wish you all the best. All right, thank you. Those with the touch, choose Tab Touch. Better your bet and download Tab Touch today. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Sending you into the weekend with a winner in your hand. Oh, you beauty. This is Brit's Best. 92.9 at Triple M. Saturday morning, 31 degrees today. All the footy in WA over Triple M throughout the weekend. But we absolutely love this segment. We're in it right now. Did you play the opener? Oh, well, I thought there was... Zave was trying to find his bet. No, no, I've found it. I've found okay, it now. Well, Brittany, you take it away. All right. So last week we uh, stumbled out of the blocks. We uh, 
Didn't have a very good week um, on the punt. Things went horribly wrong. And where, where did I go? Where, where was I running at? You were in Coramandra. Corolla. Corolla. And I watched the opening few races at Corolla just to get a bit of a gauge on like, yeah. what we were dealing with. Yeah. And I thought, no, no, this it is. Finished third, I think. It, it did finish third. third. Yeah. Not a bad run. No, it yeah. wasn't a bad run at all. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, unfortunately, though, uh, none of our bets saluted. So we butter up again. We try again here. And uh, I don't usually like to go with the two-year-olds for Brit's best, but this week it's the why, features. Why, why, why what's, explain a two-year-old okay. and the babies, but so what, what's unsure about I them? actually love two-year-old racing, but there's just so many uncertainties. With debutantes coming in, you just don't know how good they might be. So yeah. you can assess all the exposed form, you can watch the trials, but all of a sudden there might be something out of the box that you just didn't quite know. They might have hit it in the yeah. trial a little bit. Does every horse have to trial yes, before they do. running? They have so to. they have to trial, so yeah. we have to have some sort of sighter on them, but... Um, I think we can be pretty confident with this one today okay. because this horse is a potential superstar. Right. Amelia's Jewel in Amelia. the Jim Crack Stakes, trained by Simon Miller, debuted a fortnight ago and I was just standing there watching with my jaw open really? because she was just, So everyone saw something super oh, impressive. She was incredible. Mm. Now she's she's only short on Tab Touch right now. Use that super pick and you can get two dollars oh five. So not a heap of value, but we can double our money there. So we'll have forty dollars that way. Oh. And then we'll just have a little ten dollars as well for the boys division, the Perth Stakes, yep. race number six, and we're going to have uh, the re- remaining ten dollars on Snowdome resuming for the Neville Parnham Yard Blink. Has go on, has trailed up nicely, and uh, liked what I saw in the first preparation. Amelia's drooling to a bit of snow dome now. Mick for the boys, mm. for the lads, 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 lads. lads, lads. Uh, we're going to go to the footy today. Now we're going to go to the Battle of the Bridge. We're going to go to the Giants v Sydney Swans. My little fingers scrolling down. Is there to a the big, f- big sound? There's a big sound about this one. No about that. I'm all invested in the big, big sound this year. Now I'm going to. My fingers just. Ought to, I didn't want to do this, but my phone and finger have just grabbed it, like it just <laughs> automatically, and it's gone on the play to get 30 disposals. And I'm like, wow, wait, that's a bit let weird. Let me guess, let me guess. Yep. Oh, he eats meat pies at halftime. His name is Green, but it's not Toby Green. Tom Green, 30 <laughs> disposals in the Battle of the Bridge, $9. Whoa. Put it in, take it take out. It that's out. what they say. Brit's best again. Don't worry about mine. You, that's just in the bank straight away. But Brit, yours again. Amelia's <laughs> All right, Jewel. We're going and to Ascot. Yep. Race five, number one. Amelia's Jewel. Tab Touch offering best odds in the country after nine o'clock. So if you want to follow in there, maybe just wait till after nine. Wait till after nine. And uh, race number six, the Perth Stakes. We're with Snowdome number five. And of course, thanks to our mates at Tab Touch. Tom Green, thirty disposal. That was Brit's best for Tab Touch. But gee whiz, the first game opening night, Wednesday night. We were met with something that we don't hear too often in the public, and it was a uh, it was a spray from the coach at a journalist. Is that just normal round one preparation to you know be uncertain? I guess at how you're going to prepare. You've got the nerve to ask me a question and even be here. So we're not going to play it out. We've all Ooh, heard it a thousand yeah. times. Bevo cop these. Uh, well, I don't even know if it was a fine, but he, he uh, donated twenty thousand yeah. dollars to a charity. Mm. Apologised to Tom Morris. Whatever happened to Tom Morris after that is a different story altogether. But we're looking at coaches and sprays, Mick. Now, uh, you've got one that you've grabbed out over the past that you want to uh, set up and hit us with. There is a yeah, – I've got one for you guys in terms of chopper Bevo. How, how does he look? He's got the old handlebars yeah. over his – Does it need to go? It needs to go. It absolutely needs to go. It added to the theatre of it with the moustache. He's going to take him seriously. (laughs) Well, I Um, can take him seriously. He was going to kill him (laughs) with those handlebars. With his (laughs) moustache. So in 2013, it's quite some time ago now, my former coach who 
I think you used to have a lot of prickly presses, did Ross Lyon, but it was after a qualifying final of which the Fremantle Dockers were very victorious and walked off victorious and, and were humbled by the effort that had been put in, but the journalists just didn't see it that way. What's your name? Shane. Shane who? Yes. Okay, that's the best question you can come up with after two hours of footy. You're quite brilliant, Shane. Yeah, terrific. I think you've got to look at what you stand for as a journalist, to be frank. Shane. Mm. And Shane's gone away and had a good look at what he stands for as a journalist, and he's hung in in the game. I've done some work with Shane, and you'd think he would look at that as as a fond memory, as something that may have put him on the put him on put him on the pedestal. He does not. He <laughs> hates Ross Lyon, Shane. <laughs> remarkably, you're quite brilliant, Shane. I mean, yeah, admittedly, terrific. we we talk about how brilliant Shane is almost on a weekly basis, so it's done something good for Shane. <laughs> it's one of those ways too, where Ross got his point across. Never going to get a fine and a huge whack that no one's forgotten. Yeah. Like he's, he did it so well, and he did it to so many. Britt, you've stumbled over one. There's nothing better than a bit of sarcasm, and I love this from Mick Malthouse to Triple M's very own Jay Clark. Do you think your boys came to play today? I reckon they probably come here thinking, no, we have a real bad one today in the first quarter. But what do you honestly think? That, that term, come to play, where does it originate from and what do they reckon? They come to play marbles or football? Or, or do you think they didn't come to play? Do you think they sat in their cars waiting for the game to start then go out there? Oh, my goodness. How good is that? So Mick used to live across the road. We used to live in a one-way street in Melbourne, tiny little street. And Mick was our neighbour across the road and there was a cafe on the corner. You don't reckon if I saw Mick in the cafe, I hid. I was, I was that scared of Mick Malthouse. And he had those rivalries, Mick. Remember yeah. with Steve-O? Yeah. And Carlton had Brittany this season maybe nine Friday night games and they were atrocious. Oh. So bad. And they were so bad. Shouldn't have had the games because obviously the Friday night's peak spot. And they used to, Channel 7 used to build up knowing the games were going to be that bad. Mm. Steve-O v Mick <laughs> after the game. That's what people stuck around for. The footy was atrocious, but Mick just used to whack Steve-O oh. left, right, mm. and centre. Another one who, uh, who could fly off the handle. Coached at the Bulldogs, played at Hawthorne. Plough Wallace. Now, Terry Wallace famously uh, has that spray to his players where he yells out, I'll spew up. <laughs> uh, but this one was to a journalist who uh, wrote some unfavourable things in the newspaper and he's uh, quoting the article as he sprays. Responsibility as much as what we do to have people coming through the gates and to be reporting things right on a basis of how they are. I mean... I love the bit where um, you hear Jeff in the background go, mm. what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Poor old Jeff. It's just when he starts using Jeff. Oh, yeah, no, my, my Jeff. Old, my old man's Jeff, and they're, they're, only Jeff's out there are squeezers. Like, <laughs> they are. And we can see how far society has come, because if you attach the visual to that audio, which we can't, obviously we're on radio, but if you have a look at that clip, Terry Wallace is reading a newspaper. He's cut it out. Has he? He's brought <laughs> he's in the cut-out cut newspaper out article <laughs> to make a point. 
Imagine nowadays in the world of Twitter mm. and social media. Oh, he'd have a lot off. of print screens. And, and it's sitting there at like a Bunnings trend, uh, trundle table. Like it's, it's, there's no professionalism to it at all. It's very Western Bulldogs back in the 90s. Do you know another one that I saw during this week? It was Nick Kyrgios. Now, yes. he obviously had the incident with his racket. Gee whiz, nearly decapitated oh. a ball boy. He did. And I've, there's, well, I've got another bone hey, to pick up for with Kyrgios. Are you aware how close you came to hitting the ball boy with your racket after the match? What would you like me to say about it? Obviously, was that my intention? No, because I threw the racket. Did I throw the racket anywhere near him originally? It landed a metre from my foot and skidded and nearly hit him. Like, you know, I'm human. Things happen like that. Obviously, it was a very misfortunate bounce. That's that's a question you're going to say after a three-hour battle against the doll. Well, I saw a kid duck. You duck. Duck. He ducked. He ducked. He ducked. He ducked. Jesus. Great question, though. Unbelievable stuff. Congratulations, man. The slow clap. The slow clap. Oh, my. Yeah, I, I, I need to be careful what I say. I'm blocked by Nick Kyrgios on Are Twitter. You? Yeah, I called him a knob. Well, and he blocked me. Well, <laughs> yeah. so, well then you wouldn't have which seen. Which is name called, I shouldn't have done it, but it was when the game that he quit halfway through yeah. and re- refused to play, which shouldn't have tweeted it. But mm. anyway, sorry, Britt. You wouldn't have seen what he has then put out on no. socials, and that is the print screen of reaching out to the ball boy and saying, hey, I'm sorry, I'd like to give you a racket. Oh, Will good. you be there tomorrow? I thought, that's a nice gesture. Okay. Did it need to be shared? No, yeah, do it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then this morning he's done the video of, like, Point of view, him walking up to a the ball boy. A bit of POV boy. stuff. Yeah, yeah, a bit of POV to hand over the racket to uh, the ball boy just to make Nick sure Kyrgios. everyone could see. It was the shakiest footage, but probably could have done without the video. Without the Nick. video. I'm glad he did rectify it, though, but you're right. A lot of people do video stuff to get credit for it. Hey, yeah. Slick, you had a different of opinion there really quickly. But hang on. what You don't think the, the racket nearly decapitated the kid? I did, yeah. I just wanted to – well, I'm Nick. Nick can – if it – Actually, did decapitate the kid. I think Nick would still say, "Oh, look, it's, you know." It's Cut him off. Who, who was at the wedding last night? Are you hungover too? Yeah, mate. Who had the wedding? Me or you, Mick? I'm going to have to get a breath though into that Melbourne studio. <laughs> we, uh, triple zero. Can we get someone here to put Mick on the bag? Something's not making sense today. Pedal to the metal, and it's lights out, and away we go. This is Rusty's Motorsport Update. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. 92.9 at Triple M at Dead Set Legends. And on the line is one of our absolute favourites, Greg Russ from Rusty's Garage Podcast, one of the favourite podcasts on the listener app. Rusty, you're in Phillip Island, a wonderful part of Gippsland in over in Victoria. Big couple of days of racing there with a few Bathurst winners getting around. Yeah, there sure are. I mean, there's some great names full stop. Even emerging names like Will Brown, who does yep. a great job for Erebus in the supercars. He's racing in TCR. And in the it's all part of Speed Series here at the island. It's a magic day here, too, I should point out. And in the GT class, you've got Chas Mostert, Shane Van Gisbergen, mm-hmm. and David Reynolds. It's a great lineup and some seriously cool cars. Absolutely. Hey, Rusty, Formula One, Bahrain. We're all up and running this weekend. What have we learnt from practice overnight? I'm nervous, I've got to be honest, for McLaren, and that mm. worries me for, for Dan Ricciardo. Pleased Ooh, that he's bounced no. from, from COVID. That's positive. Um, but the cars have not been, from practice at least anyway, uh, and they suffered some brake issues during testing. They haven't sort of been where we thought they would be. So Dan had some sort of uh, water leak issue, which cost him time in, mm. uh, in practice session two. Ferraris look genuinely fast from the testing and the, and the practice. Uh, Max Verstappen's emerged with the the best time though, and you know that's clearly building on that confidence from that world title win last year. Mm. 
Uh, and the Mercedes guys do look like they're struggling a mm. little. But uh, I, are we I, worried I, about Dan Ricciardo's spot, Rusty? Uh, no, I, I, I like what he brings to the table okay. there. And it's a great, great mix of youth and experience. Uh, it's very, very early to be having a conversation like that. We need the car to be right first. Um, and, and just yeah, just let him do his I'd, – I'd rather just let him do his thing, yep. particularly to have in, a, in the coming weeks a great race at home, just, just to enjoy his Australian Grand Prix. I must admit, I've never seen so much chat about Formula One as I have around my friendship drive group and what it drive and, to survive. Yeah. It has been mm. phenomenal. Uh, changing tact here, Rusty, MotoGP almost on our doorstep, round two in Indonesia. Firstly, how is Remy Gardner's wrist injury going mm. and – is Jack Miller going Remy. to keep that ride at Ducati? I hope he does. Again, I, I, I kind of hope um, the, the media scrutiny at such an early point in the championship eases up a bit and we can just let him do what he loves doing. Um, yep. and, and as for Remy, I mean, he picked up his first world championship point last time out despite the pain of that wrist injury. It's getting better. And he was in the top 10 overnight. So a great start to his, um, his rookie year in, uh, in, in MotoGP. And can I just end with your, your your point about drive to survive? I mean, my teenage daughters, they know what dad does for for a job, and you know that's okay. But but drive to survive in their mind is just next level. Mm-hmm. They love it, yeah. addicted to it, and that's why it's had such a um a, a massive impact on people that aren't necessarily mm. motor racing fans. It's been a huge that series. Rusty, I sit my fat ass on a push bike down at the gym, and I put drive to survive. <laughs> I watched it last Friday and night, I, and, off, <laughs> and off I scurry on my little push bike at the gym for an hour. So, mate, it's making waves even to get me to the gym. Thanks for uh, thanks for jumping on again, mate. And we'll catch you next week. Look forward to it, gang. Thank you. The checkered flags out for Rusty's motorsport update. It's McLaren and Ricardo. Breaks. Put your foot down with confidence. Britt Taylor, mm. the one I come to for all the West Coast news. Mm. West Coast. Ch- ch- ch. <laughs> of course, Brit spoke to the boss uh, the other day, Mick, and said, oh, you need to stop Zave saying, telling the <laughs> listeners that she's a cheer squad member because it's a part <laughs> of her you, life that she yeah. doesn't want to no, go back to. Do you know what? Actually, haven't I, I sat in Callie's <laughs> seat, our wonderful uh, producer. producer here. I sat one time in her family's members' seats, which happened to be next to the cheer squad, and I just I put up a story, just being like, <laughs> yeah. just enjoying the atmosphere. I enjoy passion in people. I thought it was beautiful, and I just haven't heard the end of it since. No, you oh, haven't, a, because a, I, I reckon I've got vision of you with the streamers over the fence <laughs> and starting the chant. There's a few complaints into HR. One from Britt, about 1,500 from me about Xavier Ellis, isn't there? He's a, you're a dead set bully, mate. You just point, you discriminate. It's uh, tough work working with you. And uh, I know your lovely wife at home, she would feel the same after the Instagram post you're about to put up. No, no, we had a wonderful time at a wedding last night. She looked absolutely stunning. And he literally just asked us, should I go with a loving caption or a funny caption? And I'm going to go with the loving loving. one. AM, we said loving. Yeah, I'm going with the loving one. But uh, let's quickly (laughs) go to West Coast, Britt. Tomorrow, uh, West Coast v Gold Coast. I I hate to say it. I think Gold Coast are going to win. Yeah, well, they're favourites now. I mean, the momentum and the outs are just too big, aren't they? It's just too big. It just has been. It's built up all pre season. It's just been out Mm. after out after out. And uh, it looks a really good opportunity for the Suns. Yeah, incredibly too, Mick, over pre season. You hear interrupted pre seasons, but generally for most teams, by round one, they've funneled all their returning players. That hasn't Might happened. be underdone or whatever, but they've sort of <laughs> funneled them in. They funnel them in at you know, a target that week one. Now, they are in a world of pain, aren't they? Yeah, they are. They are. Their midfield is incredibly depleted. Well, what is the actual stat on how many they've got available? It's 26 or 27? Uh, I think I, I heard 26 during yeah. the week. 
So you're pretty stiff if you're in the emergencies at the moment. But I tipped Gold Coast some time ago. I think this is a big mentality game, yeah. Zafe. I know you're you're into the Gold Coast camp, even though you are a West Coast man, for this weekend thinking that it's a, a lay-down Mazaire for the Suns. But the Eagles mentality, I you know Adam Simpson better than anyone here. Yep. What would he be telling his troops going into this game tomorrow? Well, there's no other way to put it than uh, listening to uh, blokes like you and I and Britt mm. talking about the injuries. And it's simply, you just they're creating that mentality that no yep. one really believes in us. And out there, there wouldn't be a radio station who has painted the picture that West Coast could win. Mm. I think you go, they are, they're that undermanned and just top of your head, you, you're losing. Yo, Kelly, Shuey. Um, Darling, Allen. I mean, they're mm. their top That's 10 players. Like, um, you put Cripps, it, Duggan. Ryan out? Ryan's yeah, out. Ryan's out. So he's done so, with COVID. COVID, yep. Um, so that was another late fall mm. yesterday. So Declan like Mountford just, from Claremont has been introduced into the squad. The one good thing is... <laughs> it's remarkable, isn't it? <laughs> we yeah, get I know. To, yeah. But we get to see these young players yeah. as well. They get their opportunity. It will be interesting. So, and, I, and I am a fan, and I think that it's the right thing. So they've got the supplementary list they can mm-hmm. take from State League now. And now I... The older Waffle players, simply put, are better footballers mm. than the younger West Coast players. Mm-hmm. But West Coast should be forced to use their players that are on the list that they've drafted. There shouldn't be an element of we're down to 27 or whatever, but we're going to sneak in. Not sneak in because of the rules or whatever. Yeah, yeah. We're going to play Aaron Black from West Perth or um, Mouth. If you've used a rookie selection on an 18-year-old kid, you think, what... he's better. you think he's better mm. than yeah. – so yeah. unfortunately, roll them out. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what those kids can do. Mick? Moving over to your side of town, mm. Fremantle, they're running to some similar issues oh, late as well yeah. in terms of not funneling the players around. <laughs> With all the optimism around Freo, and uh, you would have read the article again, guys. You know I'm up, up for the West again this year. Yesterday I wrote oh, the article. Mate, uh, read that? Britt and I got in early and we went through it with a fine-tooth comb. <laughs> Just excellent. What do you make of it? Excellent work. I loved your point in the first paragraph. Yeah, it was well, a great I didn't point. continue reading. I was like, that is a great point. Uh, yeah. What was it, Mick? The point was Fremantle are on the rise and going to be very successful very quickly. This year, eight, within a couple of years, winning a premiership. There you go. I said it. But didn't start very within, well. How, Sean, long? how long did you uh, say? 2025. I'm on okay. Sean Garlic's bandwagon. He's, he's Sean said Garlic or Simon? Simon. <laughs> Simon Mintz Garlic, that, that, that man, the great man. He's Simon a very, Garlic, very good the CEO man, yeah. of uh, Fremant, the Fremantle Dockers. However, losing Sean Darcy is an enormous loss, as big a loss as you can have in that list. Everyone yeah. talks about Fife. Fife is, as we talk, spoke about last week, um, Zave, he's replaceable at the moment with the depth of midfield. But Sean Darcy's a big out. So I think that does bring Adelaide back into the game but tomorrow. Adelaide but Adelaide have their big outs as well. Mm. Yeah, Rory Laird. If Fremantle are fair income and making the eight, this is a must-win match. I've got them ninth. I've got them ninth at the end of the year, and I reckon most would have penciled this in at the start of the year. So it's going to be interesting mm. to see how it plays mm. out. I think they make the eight and win tomorrow. Yep, Sunday. I love that, Brit. Why quickly? I think just that they can win. Kids, breath of talent. Yeah, I just I think there's just been so much optimism, as Mickey yeah. said. Like, mm. obviously, the few big outs just before it, but so to Adelaide. Mm. So I think they get the job done. Uh, Mick Margin. Uh, Freo by seven, West Coast by one. Mentality will get them over the line. Brittany? Freo by 12, Gold Coast by 15. Yeah, Gold Coast by about 20, and I've got Adelaide by about 20. Get more good podcasts on the listener app and get into Newtown Toyota East Vic Park. Let their family look after yours.